Good morning, my name is Sam, one of the founders of Marry Abroad Simply, and I'm here this morning to talk to you about how to get married in Denmark. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already thought about getting married in Denmark. There can be many, many reasons for this. You're living somewhere, it's super complicated to get married. They need too many documents. You want to marry somewhere that's really quick. Um, you've always dreamed of an elopement wedding somewhere wonderful, such as Copenhagen. There's lots and lots of reasons. We help lots and lots of couples getting married every year. And the process for us as an agency is quite simple. However, we just do want to point out that it's not as simple as how we make it look. There's lots and lots of different parts of the application process, finding a ceremony, booking the appointment in the right town hall that can be very, very complicated. As an agency, we make over 100 applications a month. So we know exactly what documents are needed for each couple. We can work out quite quickly which is the best town hall for them to make the application for when we think about how they're going to travel, dates and how long they have to spend in Denmark. The first thing I'm going to talk to you about is choosing of the town hall. Now, this is a very important part of the process. And ideally, really, we should get to the bottom of this and narrow it down to at least one or two right at the very beginning. There are over 100 town halls in Denmark. However, not all of them are set up for international couples, for arranging weddings. So first of all, we have uh, narrowed it down from 100 to a select few who are super helpful, great to work with, quick with their responses and are just lovely on the wedding day and making everything work out all right. Each town hall in Denmark can choose the days that they want to marry, can choose the times that they want to marry, can choose if they have document presentation the day before or document presentation on the day. of. All of these factors are super important when deciding which town hall we should make the application for for each individual couple. Each couple has their own timelines, they have their own days of the week when they can make it or not. And also regarding to travel links, transport, are they driving, flying, getting the train? So all of these, we kind of work out through the initial conversation with the couple. We always want to make everything the best for the couple, the easiest for the couple. So we, of course, try to do this. There are some things that are impossible, um, but we will say this straight away. Um, and we'll, we will always guide the couple through the most easiest and simplest route for them in order to get married. So let's talk some about the process of getting married in Denmark. This is why you're all here. Historically, Denmark was always seen as the Las Vegas of Europe. If you think about getting married in Vegas, you think about a quick wedding, in and out, good fun, get your certificates and then come home, register your marriage and then it's done. Now, Denmark is very similar to that. However, less casinos um, and less Elvis. But it is certainly is a refuge and a bolt hole for couples who have found it difficult to get married, whether it's through residency or citizenship or religious reasons, sexual orientation reasons. It's Denmark is open and welcome for everybody to marry there. There is no residency requirement. 
Um, so you can just turn up on the day and get married. And, you know, they, they appreciate that some couples, you know, they live apart, they live in different countries and they just need to get married in order for a visa and things like that. As long as it's a true and valid relationship and we can explain how we show that it further on down the podcast. As long as we can show that, then they're fine with it in Denmark. It has to be a true and valid relationship. And we can show this through the relationship document that is part of the application process. Now, there was a big change in the whole system in 2019. Once the we all opened our doors after the Christmas break of 2018, on the 1st of January 2019, everything changed with the whole process of getting married in Denmark. Previously, before this date, each town hall was in charge of their own way that they would make the applications for the weddings, the documents that they needed from the couples, their own calendars, the issuing of the marriage certificates, and everything was controlled by the commune. Now, Denmark started to get slightly a little bit of pressure from the EU as they found as though there were people that were marrying for EU residency. So they decided to centralise the whole system And the Agency of Family Law, which is a government office, opened up their International Wedding Division. And from this date, the 1st of January 2019, every single wedding that's happened in Denmark has done the same application process and approval system through the Agency of Family Law. This is an online application and this is what's available to agencies and to couples who try and make the application directly. They are the cases are analyzed by caseworkers, and then the approval is issued, or there is a question for additional information. As an agency, we will look through this and we will take the do the process for you on behalf of the couples by asking the couples to sign what we call a power of attorney. This allows us to communicate with the agency of family law on the couple's behalf. It doesn't allow us to communicate with anybody else, um, just the agency of family law. So what documents are required in order to get married in Denmark? The documents list is fairly standard. There's nothing overly complicated about it. It does, of course, vary in accordance to couples and each of their individual circumstances. Everybody who marries in Denmark needs a valid ID, whether this is a passport or an EU ID document. And this ID document must have more than three months validity from the date of the ceremony. So that's something that you all need to think about. If you need um, to update your passport or ID card before you start the process, then that's something to bear in mind. The second part of the process is that you have to have valid stay in Denmark. Now, when we say Denmark, it actually falls into the Schengen area. So you need to be legally in the Schengen area for the date of the ceremony. This can be shown in many ways, either an EU residence permit or a Schengen member country residence permit, a Schengen tourist visa, a Schengen D-type visa. This is a, a short-term residency permit or a passport which has 90 days visa-free stay within the Schengen area. Again, for any information on this, just contact us. We'll let you know what, what you need for your individual circumstance. The third piece of documentation that we need is to take a look at any previous marriages. 
Of course, you have to be single when you marry in Denmark, and we do not need any kind of single status documentation. We do not need any proof of this single single status. Um, when the Agency of Family Law started, they did originally ask for marital status certificates, but they are so varied throughout the world that there was nothing that they could standardize. So they decided that they would opt for a self-declaration. When you make the application, you state that you are not previously married and you sign it. That's your self-declaration. That's how they check that you are not currently married when you make the application to marry in Denmark. If you have been previously married, then we need your full and final divorce decree. On this decree of divorce, it needs to be stamped and signed by the judge with a date that the marriage was finalised or dissolved. It also needs to have a sentence on it somewhere that states that there is no period of time for appeal from either party. Each country's divorce document is presented in different ways. There are very, very many different ways that we can show this, different types of divorce documents. So please get in touch, send it over, we can check it for you. Now, of course, if you are a widow or a widower, we will then need the death certificate of your spouse. This, again, comes in many shapes and sizes, depending on which country it's coming from. So please send it over, we can check it for you and we can let you know. When we're talking about divorce decrees and death certificates, we also need to discuss legalisation. So for certain documents from certain countries, there will be some extra legalisation that is needed on the documents. EU documents, countries documents that are issued from within the EU, will not need any extra legalisations on them. However, if your document is issued from outside of the EU, apart from America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, then there will be some legalization that is needed. Again, it's either the apostle stamp, if the country is not in the Hague Convention and do not offer the apostle stamp, then there is a three stamp verification process. Again, this can get quite complicated. Get in touch, let us know where your divorce is from, where it's issued from. It depends greatly and there are some exceptions so just get in touch and the wedding consultant can talk through it with you. The next part is shared residence. If you're registered as living together then we need to prove this. This is easily done. Address registration document, bank statement, utility bill. Please don't worry if you're not living together. It is not a requirement and also if you're just if you just stay with each other um, then again we don't need to prove anything like this. And then we also have the birth certificates that are needed if there are any shared children. Then we need to find the birth certificates with both of your names on it. The next part is the relationship document. Now, this is the part of the process that we will guide you through. Please don't worry about it. We need to show evidence and dated evidence. Don't like using that word it's not very romantic, but it is the best way to describe what we need. We need to send through dated evidence that you have been in a relationship for the time that you have been in a relationship for. The Agency of Family Law do not specify an amount of time that, they, that you have to be in a relationship for. They like to see evidence of approximately a year 
if you've been in a relationship for three or four months, you can still make the application. That is no problem. We just need to show that it's a true relationship. There's various ways of doing this, and we will absolutely help you build and make the document. We have a guide that we will send you to get you started. It sounds scary. It sounds as though it's a lot of work. It sounds intrusive, and we get that. Um, it's not. And with a written synopsis and just several pieces of evidence from throughout the relationship, usually there's not one problem whatsoever. So those are the documents that are needed. Again, just to finish that again by saying that everybody has their own situation. It's very easy for us just to list this list of documents. Some people will have all of them. Some people won't have all of them. Get in touch. We can talk about it and make sure that you have the right documents list for you. The application process. Now, once we've gathered all the documents or once you've gathered all the documents, if you're making the application direct, then the next part of the process is to actually make the online application. It's a relatively straightforward process. It's a very safely secured system. You need to enter your phone number and you receive an SMS code. So all the GDPR rules and regulations are followed. You are uploading all your private documents. Um, the application form is eight, 10 pages long. You upload all the documents that you need, that you've collated in the correct boxes. Um, you upload the declaration of truth right at the very end. And then you press send and then you wait. The Agency of Family Law are required to get back to you within five working days. So usually on day five, you will hear back from them. You will either receive a letter of approval, a letter requesting additional information, or potentially, not that often, a letter requiring an interview. Now, let's go through these one by one. The first one, the letter of approval. Congratulations. Amazing. You're approved. You can now go ahead and book the ceremony at the town hall, which you specified in the application process. The approval file has been sent to them to the town hall so you can just go and book your ceremony date well done awesome you're getting married a request for additional information just means that there's something that they're slightly missing from the application and they just want to clarify some points maybe the scans um, or photos of the documents that you sent through weren't quite clear enough and up to their standards Maybe they just want slightly more um, relationship evidence, a little bit more information about that. All you have to do then is collate the documentation that they have asked for. There's a link on the letter. You upload it and then you wait to hear back from them. The only issue with the additional information is that this can delay the approval. It will certainly delay the approval by a couple of weeks minimum. It can get up to three months. It's depending on the time of the year. It's depending how busy the Agency of Family Law are. It's depending if uh, what type of evidence is needed. If it's something about a divorce that they need to go and check something with the lawyers. It really does vary. As an agency, we can call them and we can speak to caseworkers about specific cases. Um, we can add on information and we really do have a great kind of one-on-one -on -one relationship with the caseworkers. If you've applied directly and you get an additional information, then communication with them can be tricky. Um, when you call up on the number, you're calling into a, a huge call centre 
which the Agency of Family Law as a total, not just the wedding offices, will request to it. You'll put in your reference number and they will normally just say, oh, yes, it's being looked at. If you apply direct, you have to just kind of wait it out until you hear from them again. Agencies, you know, we we can speak to the caseworkers. Um, you know, we can often get problems solved and sorted quicker than if you apply directly. And additional information can be through for everything. Um, they really, really can. Um, so the best way to deal with additional information, get the correct information, get it uploaded, and then you just have to sit there and wait. Request for interviews. Now, this can happen. Um, they do interview couples. Not many, um, but obviously it's depending on the caseworker if they think, do you know what, I really need to to see this couple face to face to check, you know, usually the relationship evidence and check that that they are a true and valid couple. Remember, this is the reason that they're there. They need to make sure and they need to go through, you know, as many checks as they want to go through. If you have an interview, you have to travel to Odens in Denmark. And then the approval is is all you hear back from them within a few days of the interview. Again, this does not happen very often. We're talking less than 1% of our couples that have to go in for an interview. So, um, again, it's something that if it does happen, we will talk you through. We'll figure it out and, and sort you through the whole process. Now, how can an agency help you get married in Denmark easier and quicker. As I said at the, the beginning of the podcast, we process over 100 couples per month. We have an unlimited amount of experience. We are document specialists. We know how to get the right documents. Um, we know where you can get them from. Um, we can help and advise you and to make the whole process a lot easier. All you have to do is provide us the documents that we ask for and we will ask for specific documents and we will let you know immediately when the documents are right and when the documents aren't right. In terms of the quality of the documents that we have to send to the agency of family law, they are so specific about how they receive the documents. We know what this is, we know what works, we know what doesn't work and we can actually be quite annoying. You can ask any of our couples who we've helped marry. We will not stop until we have the perfect photos, scans, images of your documents. So we apologise in advance. However, we're here to do a job. We're here to get your approval. So that's what we will do. Once we have all the documents ready, we will then ask for at least 50% of the payment of the service. We will that we do offer several services, and we will go through this in a different podcast. Um, but for now, we just need to ask for at least fifty percent. We will not ask you for any money until we have the all the documents that we need in order for you to get married in Denmark. Not just half the documents, not just the documents that may work. Until you have all the documents that you need in order to get married in Denmark, we will not ask for any fees whatsoever. We will collate all the documents for you. We will prepare them and make sure your file is ready for application. We will ask for, as I said, at least 50% of the service that you're taking. This will cover the application costs, which we will incur on your behalf once we make the application. We know how to make the application. We know what documents to put in what part of the box. We know exactly what is needed. We make the application. 
we keep the, the case number, we keep all the documents and everything that we need on file, waiting to hear back from them after five working days. If it's a request for additional information, then we will, of course, get onto that immediately, send the additional documents through and then be on the phone to the agency line, to the agency of family law, speak to the caseworker, make sure that they are fine, make sure that everything's in place and make sure that everything is right for the approval to be issued when they can issue it. If it's an approval, yay, which it usually is, I have to say with us, then we will go ahead and we will make the ceremony appointment for you doesn't matter which town hall that you want. If the town hall that you wanted, there are several close to the German border. We cannot make the ceremony bookings until we have the approval through. If they don't have the dates available for the times that you want to marry, we will move the approval to a different town hall in order to make sure that you can marry on the dates that you would like, as long as these are realistic. But we will go through all of this before we make the application. So that's it. Once we have the ceremony booked for you, we will send you an email, the ceremony confirmation with all the details that you need, where you need to be, at what time, what you need to have with you, who you need to ask for. Sometimes we over explain, but, you know, you're traveling to a country that many people haven't been to before. It, you know, it can be quite nervous. Um, you don't know what you're doing. You're getting married, for goodness sakes. That's a big event, you know. So on top of all of that, you're eloping. You may be doing it alone. You may be having to tell friends and family where you're going to go and marry, how they get there. So once we send you the confirmation email with all the details for the ceremony, we will then send your details through to the lovely Sin, who is our concierge service. Now, she will look after you from that point forward. Of course, whoever your consultant was, you can always get in touch with them. But Sin will then help you for kind of like finalising the details with the suppliers that we send you. And um, we send you a full list, florists, photographers, restaurants, if you're in Copenhagen, hotels, if you're in Copenhagen, um, videographers, florists, places where you can get cakes from. All the wonderful fun part of arranging a wedding is up to the lovely Sin to help you. And she will send you recommendations of everything that you need. And then that's it. And then you're there, you're in Denmark and you're going to get married. And of course, we will stay with you every step of the way until the wedding day and beyond. We're always here to, to shout congratulations, to if you have any questions, if you're feeling a bit nervous, just get in touch with us. You know, we're always here. There's usually somebody online that can help you. Um, and we're there to take you through the whole process. So I hope that you enjoyed that. Sorry if it was a bit stuttery in places. Um, I try and get as much information as possible. And if you have any questions, of course, just get in touch. Interest at marryabroadsimply.com. My name is Sam. Um, there is Leanne, Carly, and of course, our concierge service, Sin. Have a lovely day. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.